Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about big deals and possibly bigger deals. Hmm. We're going to talk about Daytona 500 stuff. Yeah, NASCAR is on tap. We're going to, of course, go in on a subject I really think you're going to be interested in. Of course, have a From the Vault, have a Pomford review that deals with the All-Star game of the NBA, and of course, we're going to have the Dolt of the Week. You already know the deal. But for now, headlines, please. Dateline San Diego. Where where was Manny Machado going to go? The free agent had no place to go from October until now. As of this date, Mr. Machado is now the richest free agent in Major League Baseball history as he now will have a 10-year, $300 million contract that he will play for starting this year for the San Diego Padres. The Padres executive chairman, Ron Fowler, Padres executive chairman, Ron Fowler, and general partner, Peter Seidler, said this in a joint statement. Quote, Manny Machado is a generational talent, and we are ecstatic that he's chosen to spend his prime years in a San Diego Padres uniform. This momentous Agreement speaks volumes to the direction of organization, as well as our commitment to bringing a World Series championship to the Friar faithful and the city of San Diego. Close quote. Well, what it will also do is it may hasten where Bryce Harper signs and for how much, maybe for how long. Dateline Toronto. So the NHL's quiet trade deadline is almost coming to a close, but the big move that shook a little bit of of the tea leaves of the NHL stratosphere was the Columbus Blue Jackets acquisition of one Matt Duchesne. Now, it was rumored that he would go to a contender such as the Jets. No, not New York, Winnipeg, the Flames and the Predators. But he ends up going to the Blue Jackets who is still trying to climb up and get a hold into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, the Blue Jackets gave up for prospect Vitaly Abarov and for prospect Jonathan Davidson for Mr. Duchesne, along with the first-round draft pick and another first-round pick. Should Duchesne decide that eh, Columbus is not the place for me and becomes an unrestricted free agent July 1st. Now, Duchesne was formerly of the Senators, and this is a, a good move for the Blue Jackets. Because they do get prospects in return, or they well, they do have a prospect that could propel them, give them a jolt into the Stanley Cup playoffs. But will they make it? That's the question. The trading deadline ends this Monday. Dateline Pittsburgh. The curious case of Antonio Brown continues. You know, it's now to the point where I look at him and I just get sick of just seeing the guy. But the GM of the Steelers, Kevin Colbert, says that three teams have reached out to Antonio Brown in exchange for a trade. Now, there were some quotes, but I'm not going to read one because it's a simple matter for me. The guy is in the middle of a big time contract. 
He has to deal with a an equally bratty and disgruntled quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, and they already fouled up Le'Veon Bell's situation. What the Steelers should do is actually show that they have a set, show Brown that he's a Steeler, and if he wants to dress up like Superfly on the sideline, fine. But he will dress up in the black and yellow and play for them until the contract is up. But we know all a wide receiver has to do is whine and kvetch and he'll find his way off his team and onto another. And of course, if he's going to complain enough in saying that he can't operate with the quarterback as what Ben Roethlisberger is because he called Brown a kid, then fine. So be it. He could probably dye his hair other colors like uh, another superstar that I knew that played in the 90s. <sighs> Reach you to your bag of tricks, Brown, and show me something new. I've seen this act before. It's already old and tired. And it was old and tired before you started this act. Into Dateline, New York City. June 1st is the date. The fight is on. But is it the fight that we all want to see? Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Joshua? No. Now, we do have one of those two participants we want to see, Joshua, that's going to be in this fight. But no, Joshua's not going to fight him. He's going to fight challenger Jarrell Miller. Now, the two, of course, in their pre-press conference setup, had some choice words. Engaged in a shouting match, even did a little shoving. Well, that may entice the crowd and the audience to pay to see the fight. But Joshua had this to offer and opine about the whole situation. Quote, I am not here to win a popularity contest. I don't want to focus on the recognition part. That's a losing battle. But as far as fighting around the world, I like to fight wherever the market is. In the UK, we had 100,000 coming out, and that's why it made sense to be fighting there. At the moment, it's brilliant to be Madison Square Garden with a global audience. Madison Square Garden is massive. Madison Square Garden is really big. Brilliant. Wembley holds a lot more people, but this is something different and a new territory. We've built it from the ground up in the UK, and now we're coming over. Close quote. Well, it's so wonderful to see Joshua unveil his, his strategy plan that he built himself up in England and now he's ready for a worldwide audience. Since he's fought in front of 80,000 people, he figured hey, I would have more eyes on me if I fight in the world's most famous arena as they would say in New York. But you would get that recognition quick, fast, in a hurry if you actually fight the one person that the whole world wants you to see, wants you to be across the ring from. But I guess a tie is not going to, a draw is not going to do it. I guess an L on Wilder's record, I guess an L on Wilder's record is what you're seeking. You may get it, but you won't get it anytime soon. Dateline Chicago. Cody Parkey. Now, I, I really feel for this guy. Now, he had a little bit of issues kicking, and that's before the wild card round game, the last of the four of that weekend, where on a potential game winning 43 yard field goal with five seconds to go in the game, Parkey hit the upright and the crossbar before the ball bounced into the end zone. So after that disappointing loss in January and their elimination from the playoffs, the Bears, I mean, Parkey basically was saying that this was a team effort and he felt bad, but of course they win as a team and lose as a team. Well, the Bears are saying, yeah, we 
kidding me? Win as a team or lose as a team. But going forward, we don't want you on our team, win or lose. And they have released Mr. Parkey. You sort of got a sense of where they were going when the head coach, Matt Nagy, had this to say about Parkey's comments going around the morning talk circuit about his missed kick in the wildcard round after Parkey said that it was a we win as a team, we lose as a team. Quote, I didn't think it was a we thing. Close quote. Well, Cody, it was nice knowing you. Dateline Dora. The lights were bright. The tickets were expensive. The stars were out. $2,500 was one of the ticket prices one of the lowest ticket prices to attend the latest game played between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the Duke Blue Devils in Cameron Indoor Stadium. And what I mean by stars, I mean stars such as Spike Lee and President Obama in the audience. In fact, we saw the former president shake hands and high five with the Duke crazies before he left the stadium. All of the hype was there. And this was supposed to be one of those you can't miss events. And it ended up being that way, but not for the reasons I think we all expected. Because 30 seconds into the game, the small forward Zion Williamson made a hard cut, and that was it for the shoe that he cut with. Because the shoe exploded on the court, and of course then he went down in the heap on the deck, grabbing his knee. Now the Tar Heels won the game 88-72 going away, of course. And when you miss a key contributing figure such as Williamson, the team is going to be despondent and down, and that's what happened. People wanted to see the Zion show, but they only saw him limping off the court. What is going to happen here is that type of event there is going to now say to any NBA prospect that's coming out of high school, you see, this is why I don't want to do it here. I don't want to apply my trade to NCAAs because, one, I'm not really interested in an education, and, two, I don't want to play a year when I feel as though my game is ready. And three, Zion Williamson, because his injury may have adversely affected his draft status versus if he were to have been drafted out of high school a year earlier, he would be set. Now, not so sure. There's many layers that I can peel back and unveil about all of this and what that particular incident could mean for the NCAA and for the NBA. But Zion, prayers to you, my friend. I hope you heal fast. I hope you heal quick. Quit heal quick. And I hope you're on the on the court soon. And hopefully you're on the court for March Madness. And I know you're hearing a lot of people say, shut it down. Don't play anymore for this year. Save yourself for the draft, which is in late June, because you are an NBA prospect. More than likely you'll be going number one overall. As the, after all, there's about two or three different teams that are trying to tank for you. All I do know is a young man is hurt and a young man got hurt with faulty shoes from Nike. I guess you can't always just do it. Dateline Daytona. The biggest race of the year, the Super Bowl of NASCAR, took place this past weekend, and we saw Denny Hamlin win the Daytona 500. Now, of course, this is a veteran of the NASCAR circuit. He went through last year winless. It sort of bothered him, bothered him, and now he has come back strong starting the year with the biggest victory that you can gain on the NASCAR circuit. 
But the 38-year-old driver is not the focus here. No, no. The co-founder and the, I guess you get, the co-founder of the Joe Gibbs racing team, Joe Gibbs, that's the focus. Now, last month, his son, J.D. Gibbs, died at age 49 from complications from a degenerative neurological disease. So, of course, his heart is real heavy. Still is now, I'm sure. And the race was so big to him that it moved him to say, quote, it is the most emotional and biggest win I've ever had in my life in anything. It was just an unbelievable night. Unbelievable. Unbelievable crowd. The whole thing was just a special memory for me. And it's one I'll never forget. And it's the most important night of my occupational life. Close quote. That should tell you how much this means to him. And I know, I know you did it for JD. I know that's how you are. And I know you are a man of faith. And I know that's how you roll. So Mr. Gibbs, Joe, stay strong. I hope that you can continue to heal from your grieving. I hope you and your family can pick up the pieces. And I hope you realize that this is for JD. And I know that he's smiling from heaven saying, good job, Pop. I know you. I know we could do it. And we did. So congratulations to the Joe Gibbs Racing Team for winning the Daytona 500. But more importantly, congratulations to Joe Gibbs for keeping on winning in the game of life. When I come back, infidelity reigns supreme. In Dota the Week, I'm going to talk about the All-Star Game weekend and upon further review, but immediately following the break, <laughs> the Patriots. What about the Patriots I'm going to talk about? That's why I'm going to go Patreon. Thank you, VIP. Hits just keep on coming, and members of this team just keep showing themselves to be burned by the bright lights. What do I mean in this situation? Well, in this instance, the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, has gotten himself in quite a sticky situation. Now, what situation am I talking about? <laughs> That's why I'm about to. Go Jupiter Floor. Now, the only other time I've ever heard of a dateline from there would be uh, 
would be the fact that that is the home, or at least the Floridian home, of one Tiger Woods. But we're not talking about him. We are talking about something that he has done similarly. Maybe, maybe. But the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, was trying to have a good time. That's all. A good time. He wanted to have a massage. He was in Florida. Figured he needed to relax and enjoy the sun. Because, you know, the winters are cold up north. It's not quite so cold down south. And definitely it's not cold in Florida. So he went to a spa. Yeah. A spa in Jupiter that will now be forever known in the laurels of sports, sports fans, and sports fan haters. There's a spa in Jupiter, and it is called the Orchids of Asia Day Spa. And that is where the story emanates. So the 77-year-old wanted to have a massage. He walks into the establishment. And he gets a massage, but he also gets something else for his troubles. Because the law enforcement around that area, which is like Orlando, targeted this one for some illegal sexual activity. And what sexual activity of the illegal kind am I talking about? Particularly prostitution. And so this was a several month long investigation, not just for that spa, but for nine others. And it unveiled and un- uncovered that there were women there that were engaging in, quote, sexual servitude. Close quote. Now, of course, the uh, the Patriots organization and the spokesperson for Kraft, they pretty much have this to say about the situation. Quote, We categorically deny that Mr. Kraft engaged in any illegal activity because it is a judicial matter. We will not be commenting further. Close quote. But the NFL does and will comment. In fact, they did in this statement. Quote. The NFL is aware of the ongoing law enforcement matter and will continue to monitor development. Close quote. Now, to give you an understanding of how powerful Mr. Kraft is, 25 years ago, he bought the team for a mere paltry $172 million. And why do I say mere and paltry? Because now, according to Forbes.com, he, not the team, because the team, if I'm not mistaken, is worth about $4 billion. Kraft himself is worth an estimated $6.6 billion dollars not million no no not six million dollars no six billion with a b dollars he is one of the most powerful power brokers in terms of sports ownership in the entire world because he's he's up there with manchester united and the yankees and the and the cowboys he's up there with those teams the patriots are up there they're one of the richest franchises in the sports world So we're talking about a big time power man here. So powerful, mind you. So powerful that he wasn't arrested for this. It is a misdemeanor charge, but when he was detained, he was not arrested. That that just shows you the power that he has. But the owner of the spa, but the owner of the spa, who was Zhang, he was arrested and charged with deriving support from the proceeds of prostitution, keeping a keeping and frequenting a house of prostitution and procuring for prosecution, not one account, not five, not 10, not 20, 26 counts of procuring for prostitution. 
Now, of course, we're talking more than just straight prostitution. We're also talking about human trafficking. So you have all of this swirling in this Orchids of Asia spa. You have an NFL owner, one of the most powerful owners, not just in the NFL, but just in the sports world, who is living high off the hog because earlier this month, his team won the Super Bowl for the sixth time. And he was the owner of all six championships that have come to Foxborough, Massachusetts. But as I've, as I've said in a tongue in cheek banner, uh, he's a widower. You know, he's lonely. He needs a little companionship. He wanted to share his success and this is where he had to share it. But I have to give it to old Robert. I really believe that he shared it well because I could just only imagine how the sharing process went. Oh, big boy. Oh, good spender. Hey, you're looking for a good time? Well, yeah, I am. I, I don't know what to do around here. I I don't really frequent this area so much. Don't worry. I will take good care of you. Why don't we step this way? Yeah, why don't we step into my car? Yeah. You're so nice. So, yeah, what's, what's your name? Orchid. Orchid. Well, yeah, I'm Robert. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. It is. Pleasure to meet you, too. What do you do for a living? Well, I own the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. They just won a Super Bowl. Have you have you not seen? Well, I'm not, I'm not a sports fan. I'm a fan of other things. Oh, I think I know what you're a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I'm friends with, with Drake. Drake frequents uh, Florida often, yeah. Oh, so what do you want to do? You want to do it? Oh, yeah, I do want to do it because I do it and do it and do it well. <laughs> oh, you're such a cad. <laughs> what exactly do you want to do? Well, I just want to have a good time, you know? I just want to unwind and relax. You know, it's like what my friend Drake says. You only live once. That's my motto in word YOLO. <laughs> oh, silly man. Silly, silly man. So, wait a minute. How old are you? I'm 77. 77? How, how is a 77-year-old well-versed in the rap game? Uh, Drake? And that's not the only person I know in the game. I mean, I'm... I'm friends with with Rick Ross. I had to prove it to Rosé that I listened to his stuff on Pandora all the time. You know, you know, Santorini, Greece, idols become rivals. You know, I I had to listen to those things because, well, that's what my team primarily listens to. And, you know, quite, quite frankly, when when my wife died, it was the it was the team that that galvanized me. That's that's what to. Oh no, don't cry. No, no, no. This is a happy occasion. It's a happy occasion. That's that's what my that's what my hip hop friends tell me too. And they've helped me go on, you know. That's wonderful, that's wonderful. So well how much are you worth? <laughs> I'm worth six point six billion dollars. Well, at least that's what Forbes says. But shh, I'm 
with Trump and I'm hiding some other monies in Cayman Islands. So I got more money than that. But I report 6.6 billion. Yeah, so 6.6 billion dollars. Wow. So you really are a big spender. I thought so looking all all dressed to the nines and stuff and you just here to unwind and relax. Yeah, I am, you know. It's like what Ross said. I'm the magnificent with a sensational style. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, silly man. Oh my, see, Rick Ross wasn't the first to say that. Yes, Special Ed was. Yeah, it makes me think you're Special Ed. But the, that's besides the point. So, how much are you willing to pay for this massage? <laughs> well, I'm also friends with Little Wayne. And, you know, he, <laughs> he with that syrup drinking... Oh, gosh, I I love the way he flows. His penmanship is just so on point. But but the the massage, yeah, well, yeah, I'm willing to pay a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli, a (laughs) milli. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, my gosh, you're so silly. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have to keep the mood light, you know, and... It's wonderful to meet people like you. Well, yeah. Okay, well. Well, let me play like uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. in in that movie. I can't remember the movie. But, uh, yeah. I'll be like Cuba Gooding Jr. Show me the money. Oh, good Lord. I thought you were going to ask me a difficult question. Here's the money right here. And I know that you're a big fan of Cardi B. <laughs> and you know I danced with her on Super Bowl week. Yeah, she's a fun woman. I like her. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be like her, and you're gonna have bands in the coop, busting through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Wow. Can I feel it? Sure. Oh my! This is more money than I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Wow. There was another uh, Little Wayne song. Yeah, uh, Bobby Valentino sang it. What was it? Oh, y'all, you mean, oh, you mean Mrs. Officer. Yeah, I love the hook. Those are the magic words. All right, boys. Time to get him. What are you? Freeze, freeze, freeze. What did you just do to me? Uh, Hey, that set me up. This is the moment Robert knew he up. of the week and this is a big dolt that's coming up next you've tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet that would be Cold Sports 
From the Vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. February 23rd, 1985. Bloomington, Indiana is the place. Assembly Hall is the venue. Purdue was the opponent. Now, normally, the two in-state rivals is good enough for drama and intrigue. After all, we're talking about Gene Cady for Purdue on their sideline and one Robert Knight on the sideline of the Hoosiers. But even with that, the game was not memorable. Purdue went on that day to win the game 72-63, but that game is remembered mostly for this. Bobby Knight tosses a chair onto the court on this date in 1985. From the vault, brought to you by Goal Sports! by nobody but we're still going to give it to you straight with no chaser the winner of this episode's Dota the week is Cleveland Cavaliers power forward slash center Tristan Thompson Do I even have to tell you why he earns this ignominious honor? This clan hill has been caught with his hand in the cookie jar again. And for those who don't get the reference, he has been inside another juice box again. And if you don't get that reference, 
Thompson has cheated on Khloe Kardashian again. So there were reports that came out of L.A. that Thompson not only cheated, but he cheated on Khloe with her sister's best friend. Now, I'll put it to you like this. I really do not care about Jordan Woods as a person in this conversation. I do care for her as a person, and I hope she learns from her mistakes and grows from it and becomes a better human being because of it. And I hope she is repentant, and also I hope she is apologetic for it, what she did in her role. But she's off the table. Chloe Kardashian. Off the table. I don't particularly care about her in this story. I do care about her as a person too. And I hope that she heals. I mean now she's the mother mother of this cheater's child. I, I don't really particularly care for her in this story either. I do care for her as a person. I hope she heals and I hope she goes forward and I hope everything is fine with her and I hope she finds love. Although she seems to find love in so many different places, such as Lamar Odom, such as French Montana, such as James Harden. I'm not even caring about Kim, Courtney, or Chris. I don't care about them in this story. I do care about them as people. I hope everything is fine with them too. I don't even care about Bruce Jenner. Not Caitlyn, Bruce. I don't care about him wanting to look like Cindy Crawford's drunk mama. I'm not caring about that. I'm only locked and loaded on that six foot ten Sasquatch that seems to not want to Stay away from illicit vaginas. Yes, him. I'm not dealing with whatever Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram drama that has heaped upon them. I'm not caring about keeping up with the Kardashians in this story. I'm not caring about if this is hype for their show. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm only locked and loaded on one figure. One person, the one that stands taller than every other one in this particular story. The one with two T's for his initials. The one that at 82 inches has more inches than rebounds for his entire NBA career. The one who has actually gotten famous not for playing basketball, but for being the boyfriend and now the ex-boyfriend of a Kardashian. Son. The last time you were caught with your hand in the cookie jar, because I did say again, the last time it happened, it was a year ago. You remember this, right? You remember this vividly. You were at this moment. You were about to be a proud father of a daughter. You were two months away from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then right before your daughter was born. It was leaked to all of us that you had a groupie hop on your lap 
and ride you like a cowboy. The video footage was evident. And instead of saying, you know, I did Chloe wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm going to repent from this. Gosh, I look like a dolt and an idiot. No, you don't do any of that. No. <laughs> you say that it was an example of... Quote, the NBA road culture. Close quote. Really, son? Really? NBA culture. That is your story. That's from the last year's infidelity uh, faux pas. So you blame it on your boys on the team who you now have alienated further because of that ridiculous explanation yeah i mean you were saying well that's just how it is it's how it is on the road i mean the boys clown you for not wanting to be with the girls the girls just keep tossing tossing their cookies at me what am i supposed to do i can't turn it down yes you can son you can easily turn it down point to the ring because i think you were engaged to her and you can say no I'm, i'm a taken man i can't really roll like that no no you're stupid, dumb behind just wanting to roll in whatever whatever cookie was tossed in your direction and you had to have a bite and a nibble of it. So I'm sure you nibbled at many other illicit cookies before that one. And we were talking about last year. What's your excuse this year? Because you haven't said Jack yet. What, what are you going to say now? Is this one going to be you're going to fault quote the Kardashian culture? Close quote. You're gonna fault that? You're gonna you're gonna lay the blame on Quote The historical looseness of the Kardashian sisters. Close quote. You're gonna hang your hat on that? What I'm interested to hear what this rationale is going to be. Now, we've heard from Jordan Woods. Lord knows we've heard from Khloe Kardashian. We've heard from the other Kardashians. You, sir, have a lot of explaining to do because you are more of a distraction to your team because of this ridiculous drama. And what makes it even worse you are the most interesting thing on the Cavaliers. And that's saying something because the Cavaliers are that horrible. We're not talking about their record. We're not talking about the fact that LeBron James's impact on the team has been noticeably felt for a second time in the last five years because we see what he does when he's on the team and we see what he, what the lack of his presence does when he's off of it. We're not even talking about those things. We're not talking about the fact that Tyron Lue has been fired. We're not talking about the fact that they could be in line for Zion Williamson in this June's draft. We're not talking about that. We're talking about you and your wayward penis in regards to the Cavaliers. That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about the fact that you put up 20 and 10. We're not talking about the fact that that you are a defensively stalwart guy. We're not talking about the fact that you actually have elevated your game since you don't have 23 in your on your team anymore. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that you cheated on your girlfriend and your baby mama 
for a second time within a calendar year. What I hope you do, son, is I hope you teach your daughter, because I know you got to be in her life, that guys like you exist, or hopefully you clean up your act. You could say, guys, the way I used to be in my mid-20s exists now, and this is what you have to do to steer clear from it. And from this point forth, instill in her what a father is supposed to be to a daughter, instead of what you're revealing now, which would be that you are nothing more, sir, than a male ho! When I come back, the All-Star Weekend 2019 style. Do I like it? Do I not like it? Upon further review, it's next. coming oh yeah right and exact you already know the deal it's back y'all cold sports proudly presents to you the dot of the month Bryce Harper signed with somebody. We're also going to delve deep into the NFL as we talk a little bit about Combine. Maybe not. Free agency is coming up soon. We're also going to go in on an NBA subject. And of course, upon further review, we're going to go a little bit deeper into something else. Of course, over the week, we'll be on tap. That's all for later. And I hope that you enjoyed the VIP honors. I, I thank you all so much for tuning in and showing your support and love for cold sports as we celebrate it in style year number three. <laughs> and I want to take the time to thank the, the people who participated along with me. Uh, D Murph of why not sports and flagrant Two, uh, Dave Maresca, the hollow nine network, Ben Southern, the third of BS three sports and music. Uh, Chris Brayton of the More Good to Dan podcast, Brian Snow of Snowman in the Morning, Damien Adams of The Real Deal with Damien Adams, Steve Sandwich Hanish, one half of the Randy and Raven podcast, and Appalachian Pies Blaine Kerr. I thank all of you for helping me bring in the third anniversary of Cold Sports in a fashion that would not have been the same if none of you gentlemen were a part of it. So I thank you right now. For being a part of it. And if you want to listen to the show from beginning to end, coldsports.com forward slash 2009 dash VIP dash honors. 
forward slash. It's right there, but not now, later. For now, we're going to talk about the All-Star Weekend that was and what I think about it. I have to scratch my head about a few things. And that's why I wanted to bring this subject up in upon further review. Charlotte. Interesting that this All-Star game was supposed to be played here two years before. I'm sorry, three years before. And it got moved for political reasons. Well, that's all in the past and it actually got placed back in the Queen City. Charlotte showed up and showed out. Of course, all the stars were there. You had J. Cole who performed at halftime for the, on the All-Star game and participated in the slam dunk competition. Almost dunked a ball in the middle of the competition. That would have been cool to see. Anthony Hamilton did his thing with the, uh, with the national anthem. People are raving about him and comparing his version to that of his predecessor, Marvin Gaye, when he sang it 36 years earlier. You know, I, there's a lot of good about this game. And, and it is one of those weekends where it's a great respite from an otherwise ho-hum and humdrum type of situation in all the sports. Because the only other sport that's going on along with basketball is hockey. They already had their Arsenal game last month. So it's the NBA's turn and they try their best to put forth their best foot in more than any other time of the year, save for the finals. And the presentation looks good and the stars were great, but I really can't say that I'm all that enthused about the product. And here's why I say that. Let's take the all-star game itself. Now you have two team captains who I think the NBA offices arbitrarily pick. And they draft whomever they want to have on their squad. It's not regu- it's not regulated to where if you're from the West, you only can pick West players. And if you're from the East, you only pick East players. No. Whatever players you want to pick, you pick them. And this derived from the 2015 NBA season where, if y'all can remember that far back, the East only had two teams that won 50 games that year. Whereas you had the West... With not one, two, three, four, or five, but six teams finish with 55 wins or more. To the point where a first-round matchup was between the 55-win San Antonio Spurs and the 56-win Los Angeles Clippers. And there was a lot of talk saying, wow, the, the level of competition with the East is nowhere near the West. And so the Bray Trust, the NBA, decided, well, let's let's make it more even keeled. Let's make it a draft instead of having the East versus West. Let me go back into the NFL. Now, the NFL stupidly tried that as well. They had Hall of Famers be team captains and they would choose whomever. And they didn't have this issue when they did it because they did this at the turn of this decade. And since then, they have gone back to AFC versus NFC, which is that's how it should be. But back in the 80s, to mid 90s there was no doubt which conference was more superior with the 49ers giants bears and the washington nfl franchise ruling the decade in the 80s and then the cowboys and 49ers ruling the decade from the early 90s to the mid 90s 15 years actually more than that 
16 years. It was all about the NFC. But the NFL never once talked about, well, let's even the playing field in the Pro Bowl because there's a talent disparity. No, they didn't do that. They they just said, okay, well, the AFC has got to catch up because the NFC had this same problem in the de- in the decade of the 70s because you had the Raiders and the Steelers rule that one along with the Dolphins. I mean, you think back. The only the only a- NFC team that won the Super Bowl, I believe, was the Cowboys in that decade. So, no no issue there to me. Why screw up a good thing? Because to me, I loved seeing East versus West, and you had the competition of conference pride now we're just seeing a pickup game between 24 all-stars it's fine but the game already was that we, we don't need to be even more that along with the fact that even with even with how it used to be there was a there was a little defense played not a lot but it's now it's now to the point where and i remember this one year stefan curry did not want to be posterized by Giannis atetacompo <laughs> he laid down on the floor giving Giannis a free pass to a dunk cute as it looks you want to see competition no matter if it is an all-star game or not so I'm not feeling LeBron squad versus Giannis's squad or last year LeBron squad versus Stefan squad then the same dunk competition the night before there were some good dunks and I mentioned one moment that happened and the champion of that event you know, Hamalu Diallo came with a really good dunk he reprised the Vince Carter hang dunk, which when Carter did it, people didn't know what to make of it. And so they were more ooh and ah than uproarious cheers. Well, when Diallo did it, of course, he also did it jumping over Shaquille O'Neal. And for those who don't understand, Shaquille stands seven foot two inches tall on his way to that hang dunk and then revealing that he had an S on his chest. So he showed a little showmanship and he, he looked good. And he won a competition. I mean, it was actually it was a pretty good competition. It wasn't the best I've ever seen, but it was good. But I just kept thinking, when are we going to see what I witnessed when I was when I was a child? Because you got to remember in the 80s, in the slam dunk competition, you had Clyde Drexler, you had Dominique Wilkins, you had Michael Jordan, and you had Dr. J, amongst others, who participated in the event. Now, those four that I just mentioned, they never needed to participate in a slam dunk competition. They didn't need to do it. Their names were already established. They didn't need to see any side of, of, of a dunk. They, they didn't have to do it, but they did. And because of that, it brought excitement to the game. It brought excitement to the event. It brought excitement to the arena on that night. It was, well, to borrow the phrase of NBC, must-see television. You fast forward to the events of the 90s. And most of the events of the 2000s and most of the events of the slam dunk competition in this decade. Those moments are few and far between because we had champions such as Isaiah Ryder, such as D. Brown, such as Harold Miner. Do you all know who any of those three are? I thought so. And I mean, you did have others who did participate who were stars. Dwight Howard for one. Nate Robinson, who I wouldn't say is an elite star, but he was a star being another. And of course, to me, the greatest slam dunk performance of all time, not competition performance. Vince Carter in 2000. He was established as a star by then. He didn't have to participate, but he, along with Tracy McGrady, participated in the event and it made you want to watch and see. Now, for the exception of, I think, 2008 or 9 when it was uh, Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard and 2016 with Zach Levine and Aaron Donald, 
that event is not what it used to be. It doesn't excite anybody to watch it. It's like, who? Who won it? Who's in it? I never heard of these players. I may have heard of this one. You have to be a member, a, a fan of your team or a hardcore NBA fan to know these players. Another example, the three-point shooting contest. Who outside the Nets know Joe Harris? Who outside of an NBA head knows Joe Harris? And who besides an NBA head or a Nets head knew Joe Harris before the three-point shooting contest? I guarantee you next to nobody is your answer. He did his thing. Now, what has made that competition a little more must-see than the slam dunk competition? Superstars actually participate in it. Stephon Curry, that's his event. Klay Thompson has participated in it a couple years. You know, you have you have names who participate in this a little more than in the slam dunk competition. But this used to be an event where you got a chance to see the stars let down their guard, let it hang, you know, let it loose, be fancy free, and do all the damage necessary to show off and show us why they are the greatest basketball players on the on the planet now it just seems like it's the nba just going through the motions and they have other things like celebrity a celebrity game stars of tomorrow game and that's kind of cool and i like that but you got to give the fans a main event they can sink their teeth into otherwise you're just going to have antiseptic bored corporate crowds oh i'm so sorry that's why your entertainment value has gone way down. They'll fund the money for your show. You need to encourage the stars to play All-Star Saturday. And you need to go back to East versus West in the All-Star game. It really has devolved into something I really don't care to watch. This isn't a get-off-my-lawn take. This is just straight-up, raw, real, from the heart. And watching only four minutes of the whole weekend itself, it's an increasingly I-don't-want-to-participate thing. And I'm sure I am not alone in that assessment. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to Cold Sports with a Z dot com. Now, if you want to say it with your chest, you want to join the Cold Sports VIP room. You want to listen to or even ask for voiceovers to hear this voice on your product. You want to hear past guest experiences that I've had or this show has had. You want to listen to past guest experience. You want to listen to past guest appearances on other shows that I have had or this brand has had. You want to reach out to me through email. However you want to reach out to me, you could do so at ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. No excuses. Come on down. Three things I always ask, and I'll continue to always ask. Love your neighbors yourself and love yourself with all your heart, mind, and spirit. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman. I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.